What, no fucking apple pie? Hello and welcome to episode number 202 of Grumpy Old Ben's Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac, where I went out and voted yesterday, but we still got JB. Yes, the final vote tally here was uh, citizens 41%, fraud 59%. Hey, fraud. uh, Well, from America's left coast, where society is powered by hopes, dreams, and aspirations, but not electricity. I'm Ryan Pemrose. Well, yeah, you lost. See, I know your state's in really bad, really bad shape because not only do you not have central heating, but you didn't even have electricity. You like going back to the pioneer days. I I will tell you that if you don't have electricity, then central heating is a liability. And I was very pleased that even though my house was dark and lit only with candles, for about 34 hours this weekend. Wow. It was not cold because wood stoves do not require electricity. They just require a, a match and some kindling. And, 34 you know, hours? Yeah. Uh, 34 hours over three outages, in fact. Oh. So okay, this first, was like the ultimate tease. Like, okay, power's back. Yeah. Put all the, the candles the first away. One, the first one was 22 hours where it was, you know, out the evening we just went to bed early and then back or all day gone and then right about sunset the power came back so we had a great evening we cooked dinner which was you know better than eating out of cans and then right about bedtime about midnight or so click power out again and this one was okay because we're like okay screw it. we're just going to bed get up in the morning about 9 30 a.m comes back on for four more hours and then out again so what is the reason behind this? Well, the reason is, I, I don't know if you know it, but uh, lots of things grow around here, including trees, which literally grow like weeds. You know, a lot of places where they have, they've always had the the push for plant a tree. We need more forests. We need, you know, around here, anywhere that you are not actively cutting trees every 10 years or so, trees are just going to grow. They just pop up all over the place. It just happens. And the first major November windstorm of every year, and I can't really blame, I can't blame the power company at all. They worked like friggin' champs. Um, I, I can kind of blame some of the bureaucrats for their conservation crap. Same thing in California where they won't, you know, they've got city and county policies that say that you need a permit before you are a- allowed to trim trees on your own property, et cetera, et cetera. But Basically, we have a a usually three month growing season. We had an extra long one because it was, as as I complained on this show, warm all the way into late October. Um, That's when the trees create all kinds of new growth. But normal weather patterns are it gets really windy and we have effectively we have uh, hurricanes and typhoons here, but they don't call them that. They just call them windstorms because we're out of the tropics. Wind hit. 
60 miles an hour over most of the region, the air was filled with broken tree parts. Some of those broken tree parts land on power lines. You do the math. Hey, why would you want to bury those things? <laughs> well, um, we get enough moisture around here that it turns out if you bury them, then they survive more than a year and they cost five times as much when they do get water in them and corrode. Yeah, that'll it's, happen. It's not always economical. The weather here is is very strange as well. It is 66 degrees today here in Chicago. Okay, it's it's 36 here. It will be 73 degrees. They're forecasting tomorrow. By Saturday. Okay. So, it's, yeah. so it's 73 on Thursday. And then 37 is the forecasted high for Saturday. Welcome to well, Chicago. Well, that's a swing. I know, isn't it? That's like, that's almost, like, oh, uh, hold on. Are they? Are they stopping the weather reporting at 3 a.m.? Yes. So that they can bring in more degrees for the other side. Is that what's going on? I think that's how it works. I think that's how it works. I don't think anybody is surprised today. I did my random thoughts wrap up of everything, but I don't think anybody. I'm willing to be surprised by because you're going to you're going to be carrying this segment because I literally have not looked at any results because uh, because I hate politics right now. Well, because there really are none. I mean, okay, I can't say there are none, but there are still. But are there at least stories of of water main breaks and people having to go home for the evening and and oh, it's uh, even better. You know, I mean, absentee batches and boxes of absentee ballots being found and and waiting three weeks for more mail in to come in. That's that's the story around here. Well, the the worst you appears you to can't be- trust anybody who's voted early because more ballots will be coming in in the mail. Of course. Well, they're always coming in. They'll be for years. But Maricopa County in Arizona seems to be the worst. And that Larry brought to our election day coverage yesterday on Planet Rage. So this was at yesterday at the same time we start here, 1 p.m. Central. And there were already clips of how screwed up the voting was in Arizona. And that is still where we're at today. Today, we woke up and we're still sitting at this point, not knowing which side the Democrat or the Republican side, which side is going to control the house or which is going to control the Senate. We don't know. I, I know who's going to control the house and the Senate, the <laughs> oligarchs. Yeah. Then the more yeah, there have change. been. Okay. First of all, there have been zero meaningful voting reforms in the last two years, despite the incredible amount of, well, mostly suppressed evidence of widespread voter fraud. And I, I like to pin this all on the Democrats because they seem to be the party who is expending a ridiculous amount of political capital trying to keep our elections insecure. And frankly, I don't care any other message that they bring to the table. If you are against having elections that are accurate, then you are obviously corrupt and cheating and lying and need to be taken out of office. But there have been no meaningful reforms whatsoever, even in the places that have Republicans controlling it. Why? Because frankly, the Republican establishment, the the mainstream Republican Party, is also filled with oligarchs to whom MAGA, which is taking over the Republican Party, is a threat to their continued existence. Their their continued consolidation of power is threatened by the populism that is the mega movement. And so at the very top, Republicans don't want reforms either. They want cheating too. 
they're okay with giving the country over to Democrats for 10 years or so until these awful peasants stop uprising and, and demanding political power. And once we can get back to the day of the Republican oligarchs and the Democrat oligarchs sharing power and publicly bickering, then they'll come back and actually start asserting power. But until then, we're not going to see any change because the one party doesn't want change. It's I'm a little annoyed. This is why I haven't watched the details of the coverage. It, I know it's it going to piss me off. You're wrong because it's ultra mega MAGA now. As C. Oh, Brooklyn's it? pointing they out. Changed, yeah. I know they keep they keep rebranding. I, I, it's hard to follow up with the marketing on that one. It's like new Coke. You got to have a. You have to have a new brand. I will disagree. I have to, I have to go. I'd say one thing. I am surprised that the the mega brand went with the marketing for the the marketing firm of Biden administration for developing their marketing. But I am pleasantly surprised it's turning out very well. The Biden administration is coming up with better names for the MAGA movement than any than Trump ever could. I know they're like, and it's funny because they're trying to be so disrespectful, throwing these things out. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. and then the other side goes, yeah, that's what we are. And that totally <laughs> ruins it. If you're like, you're a dirty fucking pig fucker. And the guy's like, yeah, I am. Well, then what do you do? <laughs> you're like, well, no, I don't you, you've have taken away. You've taken away his his biggest tool. Yes. His, it's like you've now you've ruined everything. I don't quite get it, but I will say Georgia. I think maybe is the only state that had any kind of meaningful election reform, and Georgia is still exactly where they were two years ago, which is in the middle of a Senate race that may have to come down to a runoff election because Warnock and Walker are still neck and neck, and neither one. Thanks to a third party candidate getting about 2% of the vote. Neither one may end up getting the 50%. So that may, but remember Georgia, because of these horrible, horrible laws, there was going to be voter suppression, but no, it turns out there wasn't. And yeah, what really what Democrats considered, you know, voter Wait. suppression is you have to prove who you are to get your ballot. But, but hold on. How do you know there wasn't voter suppression? If the Democrats haven't won yet, there might still be voter suppression because any Republican that wins, that is obviously because of racism. They're going to try. They're going to try. It appeared that isn't Georgia the place that gave us that that uh, fat opinionated tub of no, not Oprah. I mean, uh, yes, Stacey, Stacey Abrams, Abrams, who lost yeah. again, just like <laughs> Beto O'Rourke lost did, did again. She, though? Did she, though? Does does she really have to lose if she's not willing to admit it? I don't know. She's an election denier while she says the horrible people are election deniers. They should get their uh, story straight on both sides Ugh. when it comes to that. But I mean, the sad part is we have so much technology now that we can't have these things counted and done within a what I would consider reasonable amount of time, because you should know by the end of Election Day. Who won? Now, if it's too close, I get it. There are things that are put into place everywhere. There's an election, which is like, hey, if it's under one percent, if it's under X amount of votes, we have to generate a recount. Those I understand I, those situations. I, I know I'm kind of an old geezer here, but I definitely remember elections where the elections were all done with pen on paper ballots and they were fully counted by the next morning without any of this fancy technology that they're using today. I know it was so not it, feeling like it's the technology. People could actually count by human hands and eyes 
they can count faster than the machines. Go figure that one. Well, I, I know why that is. Humans can, they don't have enough control over humans. You know, an AI, you can teach to be unethical and it will just be unethical because that's what its programming does. Humans, you can try to recruit Democrats all you want, but every once in a while, one of them has a little bit of scruples and you can't risk one of them saying, hey, where did this extra box of ballots come from? Because the polls were closed and we didn't have that many. You, you can't risk that. So when you have actual humans counting the ballots, it, it's much harder to run an, a, a completely rigged election. So Georgia, we're still watching. I mean, the interesting thing, this was a number I'm pulling off of no agenda social. So always take anything with a grain of salt. But this was a non my Are you kidding me that no agenda social is a much more just the memes alone. Just scroll through. Don't even read the text and don't click the articles. Look at the pictures. <laughs> and that is a better source of information than almost all of the things that get piped into your cable box. But this was somebody from Shit Poster Club as reboosted or boosted. Sounds I guess, reliable to me by uh, cold acid, which I mean, if cold acid's giving them a boost, I'm going well, to then, then maybe they're playing oblivion. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, or maybe you should question if it's cold acid. I don't know. But the. Numbers here say Trump endorsed candidates were 174 and nine yesterday, even though the okay. mainstream media is making it sound like Trump had a horrible day. If that number is correct, then no, Trump didn't really have a horrible day. That's a pretty good percentage. Well, again, you know, OK, please do not take this as news because it's worse than hearsay. But judging only by memes and graphs that I have seen scroll through my feed. It looks like Republicans took the House for what that matters, but Democrats increased their lead in the Senate. Is that what happened? The Senate, they do not know. Oh, okay. This is well, where okay. we're so the mainstream news infographics say the Democrats clinched the Senate. No, that's really not true. Okay. What? What? Mainstream news? Not true? I know. It's hard to believe. I mean, it could go that way. That's possible. The latest one, uh, there were four this morning that hadn't been called. They did call Wisconsin now for the Republican, which means there's still three seats out there that are open to uh, it could go either way. That's how close these things are. When you're looking at Arizona, they're apologizing for the problems with the tabulation machines. And the but they're not fixing them. Well, the latest report was. Yeah, there's problems with the machines, but that's really only affecting 7% of the vote. And that's where my brain exploded because 7% of the vote. That's all you need. Yes. Can change the results easily. I would almost guarantee you that 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 race in Arizona is not going to be decided by more than seven percentage points. So if you're saying 7% of the votes are screwed up. Fraudulent. Uh Uh-huh. Well, okay. I I can't necessarily say fraudulent. They are suspect, which is enough. Yes. That you should not certify an election. Yeah. And now the it's the what the secretary of state. That's the one on the ballot that's running for this. And they were suing in the state of Arizona to keep the polling places open longer to make sure everybody could actually vote because of the problems with the machines. And it was her office that said no. I mean, this is really a clown show in Arizona. Now, I don't know what's going to happen there. I can tell you that one race, which has been officially decided and, uh, you know, conclusively, we know for sure because the secretary of state has already certified it. 
was for the Washington Secretary of State, which was the unelected Inslee appointee who was running his own election and has just certified that he won the race against somebody who actually wants to be independent and nonpartisan and tabulate votes instead of just make them up. But at least we've got that going for us living in these states. I to, to be honest, Washington is not an interesting state. We knew everything was going to go to there was there was a person on the ballot. I was reading through. There was a person on the ballot who his entire work history, like, you know, it, it was there was no community service. And his work history was he was a poll worker once. And, you know, he talked about how uh, his, like his whole platform was we're going to bring equity and equality and woke. Well, you know, this person should be unelectable, but he had a D next to his name for some local office. This is this is how the state of Washington goes. So, okay. Well, it's how the state of Illinois goes too because here's when you're watching the uh, television news coverage, the polling places in Illinois close and literally 5 minutes later, well, we're calling the state for uh, JB Pritzker and uh what a surprise. Like really they started counting votes like oh. 36 seconds ago. How do you know? We're we're calling with polls, exit polls. Yeah. We're, we're calling the northeast corner of the state for J.B. Pritzker. <laughs> like, the rest of the state doesn't want him. No, they do not, which is why so many people are leaving Illinois. So many people are leaving New York, which was a, a way, way closer race. The guy going up against Hochul for governor, um, forgetting his name, but he was not even uh, he is not. Obviously, his campaign ads weren't working on. You. I don't watch any campaign ads. The one thing I do know from seeing the ads that would play during the NASCAR race, which is the only time I saw them here in Illinois. They kept playing the same thing over and over and over the same ads and not a single one of them was a positive ad saying, hi, I'm your candidate. Here's what I will do. They were all negative about whoever was running against them. Yeah. Fear porn, fear porn sells. COVID taught us that. Yeah. And I guess people buy into it. I don't quite understand it. But uh, that is just the way it goes. And people are, I think, fed up with how much money they have to spend when they go out and get gas or buy groceries. But I guess Joe Biden apparently not fed up enough to vote against the people who brought it to them. Well, that's it. Do they not understand that that they I, I think so? I you know, at least in this state, I know for sure that things are going to have to get a whole lot worse than they are like 36 hours. People are being like, eh, you know, it's fine. The Democrats are still doing great for us. As soon as you go, let's go all winter without power. Let's see how that works. And then, you know, Inslee will only win by a little bit instead of a lot. Do people believe Joe Biden when he gets out there and says, you know, we're really great when it comes to inflation. There's a lot of other countries that are worse. I mean, nobody really goes and does the homework and sees that's not true. But I think people believe it and they're like, oh, okay, it's not his fault. And they just move <laughs> on because they're so disconnected. And that's the problem. They're so disconnected there. You and you have the people that are on the left that are pushing all this are very radicals, you know, radicalized. And of course, they're going to get out and vote. And there's the radical people that are really into the politics on the Republican side. And there's a, there's a few people in the middle that can be swayed. And I think they're idiots who don't know who we got independence from in 1776. So you expect them to be able to figure out economics in 2022. And they're like, I'm just saying, I 
I, I am saddened for the human condition that there are still people who take the spokes hole for the White House at their word. Oh, yeah. Especially the new spokes hole. It's like she's not even good at being a liar. <laughs> no, are you are we still talking about the the one whose name I genuinely don't know, because every time that her she comes up on no agenda, Adam calls her like Kareem, John Pierre, whatever. Yes, that's her. And it's a different one every time. And I genuinely don't know her name because. Well, first of all, because I don't care, but also because I don't know that I've ever heard it spoken correctly on the only show that I get my news from. And you don't need to, because all you need no. to know is she's not even. No, a I've good seen plenty of clips. She's completely incompetent and doesn't. She doesn't know anything. It, it, it's obvious from just watching one clip. She doesn't know anything and she is unprepared. That whoever decided to put her in front of. You know, even the docile press that they let into the White House, the ones who are generally collared and led around by leashes, but every once in a while ask an actual question. She's not prepared for the actual questions. She flounders every time. And whoever put her up in front of that is a cruel, horrible person for doing that. Like That is that's abuse. It's just here. Let's take some retard off the street. Let's take some stroke victim and make him. The senator from Pennsylvania. Uh, that might well, be a different story. The spokeshole was chosen because of the color of her skin and her sex. That is why yeah. she was chosen. There's no question about it. Jen Pisaki, the Chucky doll. She was really good at being a spokeshole. I mean, you could actually listen to her and she sounded like she knew what she was talking oh, she, about. She was obnoxious. She was a total douche. She was a complete yes. jerk to everybody in the room. But she at least did it with confidence. I can respect that at least. Yes, she commanded the room and she could look right at you and lie. And some people believe it. This, like you said, this woman, when she speaks, anybody that listens to her and goes, wow, yeah, she seems like she's on the ball. Well, you should never go out and vote <laughs> because you <laughs> Those are not. the people voting. I know. And that's the sad part, because that's my question every time one of these elections rolls around, especially the midterms, which mean so much. Everybody gets wrapped up in the presidential elections. And the reality is the president himself, very little power to do anything meaningful and long lasting, like, like use the bathroom by him unassisted. Well, Joe like is put on his there. own shirt. He keeps trying. He's got the pen now. So he's got them on and he's going to be good. But these I midterms, could, yeah. you're lucky if you get 50% of the people eligible to vote out to vote. No, the, the elections that matter, and I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. The elections that matter are your local ones. The, yeah, the start ones local. that Because I, 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 more, far more so than any national news before, we are seeing places where state legislatures are coming out and saying, yeah, the feds have gone off the rails. So we're not cooperating with them. Uh, it, Florida did that a couple months back. And I saw a story that I think Missouri is now coming out and saying, yeah, we're not actually cooperating with the DOJ anymore because they are completely off the rails. They have turned into a political party and we'll just investigate crime on our own. Thanks. Well, the city of San Francisco is not giving up La Pipi that uh, attacked Pelosi. Oh, yeah, because they're a sanctuary city. I'm like, you know what? If I'm the federal government, it's time to go in and start crushing heads and putting the politicians who are refusing to follow the law of the land in jail. But those are the politicians who are directing the DOJ. Interesting thought, right? 
I mean, when when the criminals are all the way at the top, it should be no wonder that your agencies aren't really going after criminals anymore, are they? No, no. And then when you really look at the way we consume news today, you can easily point to social media because I think a vast majority of people now that follow these things are wrapped up in the federal politics, but know zero about their local politics. And it's because nobody's talking to their friends and families about this, about what's going on locally. Everybody's involved on the national or international stage where they really shouldn't be. And everybody is, is talking with their bubble on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter about politics endlessly, or at least, you know, the people who are screeching are, but this is another thing that I've maintained for a long time. And it has not bought me any, any favors at Thanksgiving and Christmas is the very idea that when you're in person with family, with friends, that for some reason, politics should be a taboo topic has resulted in the average person knowing two things about politics, Jack and shit. (laughs) Not necessarily in that order. Not necessarily. And I, we were as a country far, far, far more politically aware before this I don't know where it came from, but this weird societal taboo that says, oh, we shouldn't talk about politics because I don't want to talk about politics. Well, okay, then you're going to remain horribly ignorant and that would be fine. It is your God given right to remain ignorant. And that should be I think that's protected by the First Amendment that you can remain ignorant. But here is where you are doing a disservice to all of society and screwing everybody. And that is when you decide to remain willfully ignorant because you refuse to talk about politics at the dinner table, around at the lunchroom, wherever, because, oh, somebody's feelings might get hurt. And then you go vote. But you don't know anything. You are a complete moron when it comes to that. You are completely unqualified to put your name or any mark on that ballot. And you do it anyway. That is what's destroying this country. That, by the way, is also why the oligarchs who control the propaganda and control the balloting really don't have anything to worry about. They don't want to talk about politics, but if you get their pronouns wrong, you're going to jail, mofo. (sighs) Okay, I'm tired of talking about politics. I hate politics. You want some good news? Wait, there is such a thing as good news? Facebook lays off 11,000 people. Oh, I thought you were going to say you weren't going to be here next week because you're going to paradise. <laughs> you know, and not that paradise. People that are religious are like, oh, Sir Bemrose is going to heaven. Yeah. No, no, yeah, they're I'm going to a better place. He doesn't. He doesn't have a ticket quite yet for heaven. He's working on that one, but he, it's close. Hawaii. If, if this if if this podcast finally gets big enough, I'm sure that, you know, somebody will arrange it. They could try. Try really hard. Facebook, though. Yeah. You know, I thought it was just Twitter that was bad because a lot of people were getting fired. I guess it turns out so these other companies not making money. I actually don't have much other than Facebook just fired a bunch of employees. Uh, and are they, they, are they, they losing they their minds? Many. Is there a is there a big, long, crying and bitching letter from the employees to Mark Zuckerberg and how horrible he is? I have not seen the one from the employees to Zuckerberg. The only one I read this morning was. The one from Zuckerberg to the employees talking about hard times and how we have to tighten our belts and it's unfortunate and we've been a big, great big family and and we love all your contributions, but fuck you, I want my bonus, so I'm firing you. 
That wasn't actually his words, but that was what I read. That was, well, it's in the same vein. <laughs> now, Beto O'Rourke, on his uh, four years and three failed campaigns, has spent $200 million. So at least he's putting money into the economy. But it wasn't his money. No, that's true. In fact, it was, it was Democrat money, which means it was probably your money they printed for it. Well, that's what happens in Illinois. Just keep taking our money. Yeah, why not? But that I mean, it's is, not like you'll do anything to stop them. Well, you can't. You go out sure and you vote can. and you're like, you, I got to yeah. leave. You can go out and vote after avoiding learning anything about politics every Thanksgiving. This is why I highly recommend when you get to that Thanksgiving celebration or that Christmas party, you talk about things that are important. And by the way, and this is a, a genuine Bemrose tip. If you do talk enough about politics at Thanksgiving, you can save a ton of money on Christmas. Right. You don't have to worry about those presents. The headline on Off the Press is Trump blames Melania. Yeah, sure. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is the funny thing is they're like, oh, Trump lost his mind. This is the news media. They're absolutely insane. But they are really, they're kind of like a stalkery ex-spouse or lover that just can't give up the, when the person leaves and it's like they that's still their whole life because everything is still really Really okay, first of all, Donald why Trump. is Trump even still news? <laughs> because but, they believe, and he was on with Glenn Beck. I caught this part of the blaze last night with their election coverage that Donald Trump was on and made it pretty clear that he was planning to announce this week, this upcoming week, I believe next week, Monday, that he's going to be running for president of the United States in 20. You know, you know, I, I research a lot of stories for this show and for my other show, mostly tech. And one thing that I have learned for certain is completely ignore anybody who says someone is planning to or about to or on, you know, on track to unveil. I don't I don't put it. Rumors. Rumors is what they are. But this I, was the candidate I don't himself, so this is, I give it a little more credit when I, it is the person themselves saying it, it's coming, but. Uh, yeah, but given who, which person that is, I don't know if, I, I don't even know if he understands how his rumors work. Well, and things can change greatly because the one place the Republican Party took a big win yesterday was with Ron DeSantis. He even turned Miami-Dade County to Republican, which that is a rarity. That would be like turning Chicago republican almost that is weird and you know he's got a lot of support behind him at this point i don't know how this affects yeah, but he's also forward. like 85 desantis oh no I, I thought we were still talking trump no desantis won big in florida yesterday miami dade even voted that's for him. not a surprise florida is florida is a, a great example of why I approve of things being handled at state level and not federal level, because at state level, you have 50 different Petri dishes where you can try your science experiments or your political experiments and right. see what works and what doesn't. And in Florida, you have a place where most of Biden's policies have generally been ignored or shut down. And Florida is doing the best of anywhere in the entire country. Yes, it, it, it's really hard to argue with the science. Well, of course, they will. Yes, of course I will. But that is the question now. If DeSantis and Trump are going to go head to head, I would find it very hard to believe they would team up. And even if they do team up, I don't know if that gives 
the average person what they need. I think a lot of people have Trump fatigue and would like him to just go away, which I understand. Yeah. yeah, And not all Democrats. No, you know, and it'll be interesting to see, for for example, your co-host, you'd be like, wait, what, 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 which one though? There's so many, it's hard to keep. I'm talking about the one who doesn't like Trump. Oh, Oh, which one? There's so many. I was going to like, yeah, you're going to have to be way more specific (laughs) on that one. But I thought it was interesting when you said you've got, 50 states so you get 50 different petri dishes and this is where you have to go through a little trial and error to see what works and that is almost word for word what the great elon musk just said he's going to be doing at twitter which i also think heads off some of the people that are going to be like ah, oh, he's a moron he's like we're about to try a bunch of different things some of them are going to be completely stupid but we're going to see what works and then but we're going to go possibly with be stupider than what Twitter was doing. Right. Which is losing $4 million a day. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that. I mean, $4 million a day losing it. it it's hard to see it. It's a bold strategy. Cotton. Let's see how it works out for them. Uh huh. I mean, this it's is hard where to see how that business plan works. This is where the employees all go like, I demand that you keep every employee and don't fire anybody. You're losing $4 million a day. Like, okay, yeah, we'll keep you, but we're, we're not going to pay you right. anymore. Right. This is the, here's the difference. It's, we can keep you. It's like, wait, we're not going to pay you. Yeah. Are, wait, are you firing the employees? No, we just fix, fix the glitch. Yes. This is very much <laughs> like office space. I and mean, we're just going to put your basement office. You can be down there. You can have your red stapler. And the paychecks are just going to stop coming, but yeah. you can still work. You could do everything. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Although we're not going to give you, we're not going to give you the keys to the blue check mark machine anymore. No, you don't want to do that. I don't, I, I don't know the veracity of some of the stories I've heard, but the, the stories coming out about selling blue check marks. Yeah. I saw a story that allegedly shudder. Yeah. One of them sold for like $15,000. Like, Okay, I, I knew that the whole checkmark system, which originally, uh, and, and I know this was a really long time ago for some people, but originally when the blue checkmark system came out, it was a matter of, uh, you know, it started with, well, you are who you say you are, and we verified that. That's all it was. Correct. Like you showed your driver's license or something. And then after a while, when Twitter started getting bigger, they're like, well, we're not going to give it to every Joe Schlub who sends us a driver's license. So, so pretty soon it meant, you are who you say you are, and we think that you are a celebrity of some note. You're an elite. And, and that that right there already brings in some subjectivity, which leads to corruption. And it did. But I don't think I had ever considered or internalized the idea that, yeah, we you know that form that you fill out to say you want one? Yeah, that's not how it works. We'll just contact you and quote a price, and you pay that price to get your blue check mark. This is this is fucking mafia stuff. Uh huh. That's why they're so mad. It's gone down to eight bucks. How would you yeah, like it if I, you bought a checkmark for fifteen grand? And and I have seen so many people losing their frigging minds about this blue checkmark stuff. Oh no! How how can Elon be charging? Well, it, it sounds like the the real reason why they are so pissed off is if if anybody with eight bucks can afford a blue checkmark. It's not exclusive anymore. Right. And I think that's what pisses them off. Oh, no doubt. The blue check marks now are mad about that. And I think Elon was absolutely right when he says this is going to level that playing field. But it's also going to make people more responsible 
for what they post because this is something we all I know. I don't think anything can do that. Well, libel laws could do that pretty <laughs> quick. That's and that's the difference on Twitter when you can't prove who somebody is. Does it? Does it? Let, tell me which um, which mainstream media news channel over the last five years has been held accountable for what they've said. Well, they've got their big loophole because oh, the media can get away with so well, yeah, much. Yeah, because because we are an arm of the same party that owns the DOJ. That uh-huh. would be a great loophole. There are a lot of loopholes. There are definitely a lot of loopholes. I'm more interested in the whole pay eight bucks a month and be allowed to post complete podcasts, longer videos, avoid ads, and possibly be monetized, which this is why YouTube has been so successful. Are the people that are making big videos, they're making a lot of money on YouTube. We we already kind of have that deal. We pay $8 a month to our hosting provider and we can post podcasts. What's yeah. different? We don't make any money from how, that. Well, <laughs> okay. There's the difference. I was going to say, how is this different from posting on Blueberry and using podcasting 2.0 tools? And aside from the fact that the audience isn't there and isn't right. bothering to donate to well, us. That, see the audience <laughs> being there. That is the big part. And Twitter has eyeballs. You, anybody can say whatever they want. It's a shitty service. It is. But they have eyeballs. YouTube, same thing. They have the eyeballs. And this is where the content is being viewed. And if you want to make money with the longer form videos, YouTube's where you have to be. And the Twitter being able to get into a couple of these different areas to me makes a whole lot of sense. And the fact that you might be able to get listeners to your podcast onboarded because you're able to post a complete podcast. Every time you put one out on Twitter and somebody might see that randomly going down their feed and like, oh, that seems like an interesting subject. Boom. Let me click that and listen to it. That's the hardest part. Getting somebody to listen to your show even one time. That's really hard. And if Except Twitter is going to make that easier. In our case, the hardest part is getting them to listen to the show the second. Yes. Time. Well, that's the first time is hard. Second, harder and third time and beyond. That's that's where things get crazy. And then they're like, do I like this? Do I hate this? I'm not really sure. I'm somewhere in between. I'm thinking. I mean, this has always been the challenge of the centralized networks versus going it on your own. And that is, if you go it on your own, building up an audience is really difficult, but you're free. If you sign on to the networks, you lose part of your soul, but you have a built-in audience. So where do you want to be? And that's obviously a choice that each individual has to make. Yeah, you want to be somewhere that'll help you do the marketing, but then you can bring people right back to but then your you other can't, products. You, you can't drop F-bombs in your podcast or whatever it is. I think you can on Twitter. Well, I don't think they well, I don't. I don't know about Twitter rules. I'm just saying that, you know, yeah, you Facebook, end up or, uh, yeah, stuck YouTube. with some arbitrary rules of some kind. Well, yeah, but we know Facebook still allows full frontal, or I'm sorry, Twitter allows full frontal nudity. So I don't think they'll mind an F-bomb here and there. I, I, yeah, as long as you don't say anything anti-Semitic or, or you know, be a, a Canadian uh, philosophy professor who speaks the truth all the time and has a high whiny voice. People who haven't been uh, been reinstated yet. Which is an interesting thing to watch as well. I am going to continue to be Twitter skeptical until they rescind all bands. Well, all bands, all any band, every every band. Well, anybody who was banned for political reasons or, you know, because of hate speech or something like anybody who was banned for reasons that could be construed as bias needs to just straight be unbanned right now. And I understand yeah, the whole place becomes chaos, but that the new people could even find out who were banned and how to unban them. And 
It's, well, uh, no, well, no, no. The first assumption I'm making is that any of these people want to come back. Carolyn Blaney says blue check marks are out. Streaming sats are in. And she sent 8,888 sats. See this stuff. This is how it worked. Every time we did a show, if throughout the whole show, people wanted to make comments and send sats. Carolyn Blaney also sent another 8888 saying grumpy old Benz is where I got the post midterm election day action. Well, see, this is <laughs> this is where the and action we, is. And we started the segment saying, I have absolutely no idea. I haven't looked at any of the news. We're just going to talk. So, I mean, you you at least looked at some of the returns before coming in. Yeah, I, I was like, it. I want to know nothing. And then I start spewing opinions. We are not the right place to be getting your post-election day news. No, this is the best place. See, Brooklyn also sent in some sad saying because falling BTC price. Yeah. You want to talk about that for a minute? I know because oh it hurts. But- yeah, duh. Well, it's again, <laughs> this is gambling. We've said this from day one. One, I have speculated a little bit, but I've said from day one, this is nothing but gambling. I've not yet bought into all of the Bitcoin maximalists. And I know there are plenty of you out there who will be grumbling along, but as of yet, you haven't proven me wrong. Oh, that's all I'm going to say. And Cardano today down to 34 cents. Bitcoin down to 16,936. Ethereum down to 1197. Uh, Cardano, gee, only 5%, but Bitcoin 8%. Ethereum 10%. Ripple uh, 11.5%. It is a, there's no red wave, but there's a crypto death wave coming through today. What this really shows to me is, the, the only thing it puts to lie for me is the Bitcoin maximalist argument that uh, that crypto is independent of the ups and downs of the Wall Street market, which is that I think we can conclusively say is completely wrong. They the crypto maximalists still have a number of claims that seem to be holding, but that one is done. Well, and it makes sense to me because people look at anything that they've got money invested in you're looking at what the value is i don't care if it's a cryptocurrency i don't care if it's a michael jordan rookie card i don't care what it is you're watching the value go up and down and the if that michael jordan card started out at twenty thousand dollars and the dollar drops by 50 percent, well the value of that card does not stay at 20,000 and the value of that card does not go up to 30,000 because the value of the dollar dropped. No, they are very much attached to each other. I don't see how that wouldn't be the case with crypto because people are always like, well, what can I turn, turn this into real money at? And well, that's the problem. Yeah. The one thing that, that I, you know, I heard Adam say on this last podcasting 2.0 and I get from a lot of crypto people is the phrase store of value. and at this point, Bitcoin is still a place to put your money that is more shielded than the U.S. dollar from things like printing trillions of dollars and sending them to Ukraine so they can be laundered back into your elite's pockets. It's more shielded, but Maybe. I mean, as as long as as long as there there's still marketplaces that freely transfer between them, obviously. They can then take those trillions of, of laundered money and put it into Bitcoin. And now you're tied together again, but it is better. I mean, I, I still think like material goods are better, gold, silver, but Bitcoin, I, and I, I still maintain this, will continue to hold value despite its ups and downs as long as one of the two, one of the following two things doesn't happen. The things that can completely kill Bitcoin would be one, people stop believing in it. 
but I don't think that's likely. People still believe in Democrats after the last two years. So people are really, 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 really gullible. And if they got to believe in something, Bitcoin might as well be it. I don't think people are going to stop believing in it. It's going to still have power because people believe. The only other thing that I think can kill Bitcoin is if uh, uh, the collapse of society and the uh, destruction of the power grid. And you're pretty well, much yeah, done with that. You were without power <laughs> for 36 hours. You're like, well, how yeah. do I get my money? I didn't have, you know, I, I my money isn't in a central bank. Well, some of it is, but I, I had access via phone or or going down to the bank to any money that I had stored in my credit union. I didn't have access to any of my cryptocurrency while my power was out. No. I and got I tell another... you what, if they if they keep collapsing the power grid like this because they're telling everybody to charge electric cars while they shut down all of the effective plants and put up windmills. Right. And then your when you crypto's can't... not going to be useful. Yeah, when you can't get to work the next morning because you're like, well, my power was out. So what? Why can't oh, there were story there were stories on the local news about people who they said, well, it was cold at home and I know that my office had power and I wanted to go or, you know, I wanted to go there because I could have the heat there, but I couldn't get there because I couldn't charge my electric car. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Welcome to like, 2022. Let me introduce you to transit. Yeah. How fucked up are we as a society Although, that we have caused all of these problems by moving to a technology that isn't ready and trying to shun the fucking technology that's been working for decades. I, I am all for new technology, but I want it to come in as a result of people wanting it and not bureaucrats forcing it. That's really my, that's my big beef with every episode of this show we've ever done is whenever we talk about electric cars, I'm like, I would love to see electric cars evolve the way that regular cars did. But the problem is they're not evolving. They're being forced in by dickholes like Gavin Newsom saying, oh, we're just going to shut down all internal combustion engines by this date. So you'd better go electric. And that, yeah. And that's why the, the technology is very cool, but it's not ready. It, we, we still haven't figured out how to manage electric cars when uh, when your garage is full of seawater. We don't right. really know how electric cars are supposed to work when it's 40 below and suddenly your battery is smaller than your bladder. We don't know how to make electric cars work when there's the power goes out. You know, I said 36 hours. I am like dead center in the middle of a city which gave my area a priority for getting the power switched back on. There are still places that are out of power that lost power during the windstorm last Saturday and don't have it yet. Days without power, at least an internal combustion engine, you can get in the car and go somewhere. When you're tied to the grid like that with an electric car, you're just sitting there huddled at home and hoping you can have enough furniture to burn for warmth. Well, that's a good idea when you have a wood stove. <laughs> Fortunately, lots of people do. But then again, the newer places are all central heating or heat pumps or or even worse, when your whole apartment building is on one centralized heater and it goes out for maintenance. I've heard that story. Yeah, that's no fun. That is no fun. But the crypto stuff, pure speculation, pure gambling. I get what it's doing at this point, but it can still go horribly, horribly wrong because you're right. All it takes is for people to lose their faith in it and it can disappear. No question about it. Now, I find it interesting. I don't. I, I think I, that's also true of the dollar, by the way. Oh, there's no question about that. The 
little savings account that I've got keeps sending me emails. Seems like every day now. Oh, the rates have gone up. They're up to 2.75% on a savings account, which like okay. a year and a half ago, so you couldn't like even get 4% 1%. below inflation. Yeah. You couldn't even get 1% about a year ago. So it's an interesting thing to watch. It is something to wonder. Again, most people have no idea, including Joe Biden, how the economy works, how inflation works. What is Joe Biden doesn't understand how a zipper works. Just have to throw that out there again. Well, that's why he's got helpers. They're like, let us help you with that, Mr. Biden. Mostly uh, little kids. Uh, oh. Yeah. Well, then, as long as the, that, why do you think he always has ice cream around? <laughs> There's a reason for that. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, that is going to be the one interesting part of politics moving forward because it does appear that the Republicans are going to control the House. The House is the part of our government that's the one that does all these crazy investigations, all the shit we had to see for how many years with Trump and the impeachment. That's the fucking House. Are, are we expecting like three Biden impeachments? Because I don't see it. I think we're expecting a. I, I might want it, but I don't see it. I think we'll get a Biden impeachment, but I also think even more than that, the Hunter Biden investigation is going to have an uh, have a uh, House investigation started. So Hunter does, Biden. Okay, uh, honest question: Does the House have its own investigation arm, or do they rely on clearly partisan agencies like the DOJ? I don't know where they grab everything from. I think they can appoint special prosecute, you know, all this kind of stuff. Well, that's happened before the the special counsel or whatever. That, and then that, they never come up with any evidence, but that doesn't really matter. It's all about grandstanding and political bullshit. I, mean, I don't I expect mean, the I, Republicans I, to be much different than the Democrats. This is a blast from the past, but uh, do you remember the name Ken Starr? Yes. Oh, that the was a Lewinsky special counsel thing, appointed by the House. And after millions and millions and millions of dollars and four years, they determined that Bill Gates likes blowjobs, which Bill was Clinton. absolutely right, the Bill least Gates horrible probably thing does about too. him. Yeah, I was going to say oh. Bill, Bill Clinton, not Bill Gates, oh. but Bill Gates well, I don't probably know what, does. Okay. Jeez. I don't know what Bill Gates likes. I, Bill Gates might like little kids. I, or, I don't know, but allegedly I, I didn't, I'm, I'm all not, I if don't want to know. If you're going to sue anybody, Mr. Clinton. Gates, that is Ryan Bemrose. But no, way back in the nineties, they, you know, the special counsel found out that Bill Clinton is a dude and therefore likes blowjobs under his desk, which I have to admit. And now admittedly, I was a teenager when all this happened, but. I even remember thinking at the time that that has got to be the least salacious thing about this guy. There were so many scandals around the Clintons and that's all they came up with is, yeah. oh, he gets blowjobs. It'd be like, if I was president, I'd be getting blowjobs from interns under my desk, too. And this sounds like, like a great fucking deal. Pay no attention to Whitewater. Pay no attention to Vince Foster. Pay no all those bodies piling up. Pay no attention to those. But I'm getting a Hummer. So my, my confidence in special counsel to find anything useful, I mean, you know, the more recent one was, uh, didn't they appoint a, was it the same thing they appointed to find the connection between Trump and Russia? And, and they just kind of quietly and slowly shoved the investigation under the table when they realized that the actual connection was to the Hillary Clinton yeah. campaign. All lies. <laughs> but that's all what politics has turned into. Like I said, I don't expect the Republicans to be any different than the Democrats, the concept that you can use political office to try and hurt or destroy your enemies is commonplace. Now that's where we're at. I don't think that's going to change. And I think a lot of people will believe this is, well, this is okay because they did it to Trump. 
And there's a certain amount to that because taking the high road only works if the whole situation is going to get back to everybody acting on the high road. If you take the high road as the Republican, say you have the chance after taking over the House to investigate the Biden crime family and you don't figuring, you know what, let's get back to really running the country and do things that are right for the citizens. And then the Democrats get back in power and they're right back to Trump or whoever the new Trump is and pulling the same shit. Then I think you have to do it. I think if the dirty tricks are there on one side, there's something that says you have to show them it goes both ways. And then maybe, maybe they'll cut it out. But if there's no repercussion, then they keep doing it. Of course. Makes perfect sense. Did we lose? He's muted. Bemrose has been muted. Yeah, I just, I'm phone boying it again. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with any part of that argument, but you're on about step 12 of a slippery slope that leads straight down into the collapse of the Roman empire. Yeah. And I don't know how you stop it because I think it is already has already tree of Liberty is thirsty. Yeah. (laughs) I think it is time to feed that tree. It likes blood. Yeah. So I actually prepared technology stories because I didn't want to talk about politics this morning. Really? The day after the election, you thought there wasn't going to be political I didn't talk? Think there were, I didn't think we wouldn't, and I didn't think there that there was a chance we wouldn't, but I didn't want to. I didn't even go looking for tech news because I'm like, there is no fucking tech news. This is all it is is oh, politics. Yeah? Oh, yeah. California authorizes digital license plates. Oh, God. What does that mean? It's been a pilot for a couple of years now, um, but they just came out of the pilot. And now anybody who wants one in California, you can put a digital license plate on your car. There's only one company so far that's been authorized to make them a company called Reviver, which sounds like they're into necromancy, but whatever. (laughs) Um, And they say that there are already 10,000 cars in California with their plates. So these plates have a, a monochrome HD display. I'm not sure what HD means resolution wise, but uh, you know, might be it's more than three pixels, right? Cause you um, really need HD to read a few letters. That's probably it. Uh, I The one that's on my car right now isn't really an HD display. It's just the letters are a few inches tall, uh, but um, it can be switched. The display can be switched between light and dark background. Um, it is a, battery powered they claim that it has a lifetime of five years now whenever a company says five-year battery lifetime then you know that that actually means two because that's how marketing works around batteries um uh if you're a commercial customer of these guys then you can actually run a wire to your 12 volt battery to power the plate it didn't say why individuals can't run wires to the back of their car in fact i think taillights prove that wires can go there but if you're not a commercial customer, you know, you have to use a battery, I guess. Um, and you can personalize the message that shows up at the bottom of the plate, you know, kind of oh, like good. a plate cover does today. Right. Uh, the, the one on the back of my car, for example, says we'll work for bandwidth. Oh, I would have thought it would say something a lot more profane. I, 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 no, that's what the driver of my car is saying. Oh, right. Okay. That's and, the audio portion. And this company uh, will give you uh automatic renewal of your plate with the government. They will go ahead and handle that. And all of this for a mere $20 a month that you pay to this Silicon Valley company for a plate that has to show your state issued license number and your own custom message on it. You can switch it between light and dark 
$20 a month or $860 for four years. Oh, plus $150 installation. <laughs> so this is the new vanity plate is really all this, this is, is the new vanity plate. Now, and, and it's, it is, of course, uh, it's, it's not just a vanity plate. It's Wi-Fi enabled and it has custom software, which is locked down. And of course, totally not hackable. Not that if I right. had one of these, I wouldn't immediately find a way. Yeah. If there's a way just to keep changing your license as you drive That's, down the street. Every, as, I, as I was reading this story, that was what was going through my mind the whole time is, you know, those spy movies where you have somebody who, who will pull into a garage and very quickly get a drill out and switch out the license plate or the really fancy ones that just have another license plate drop down over right. the first one. Very you don't even have to do that anymore. You push a button. It sends software. Your license plate is different. You can do that while the cops are following you. I'm surprised that the state would allow that, but it's California. So it's California. It's, it's wasting power that is not needed to be wasted. How dare they? And the, uh, the, the article, I mean, press release, uh, pointed out that in the future, they are planning, which, which really means they brainstormed what you could do when you strap a smartphone to your bumper, uh, stolen car reporting, family services and alerts. I don't know what that means. Is that Amber alerts? I, Maybe. Um, toll and parking payment integration actually could be kind of fun, but I already have a sticker on my windshield that does that. So who cares? And vehicle diagnostics. It, all of these things are, um, we put another computer in your car and are thinking of ways that we can connect you to the internet via your car. And now it's your license plate, which I, every time I was reading this, I'm like, okay, but now you're kind of losing what a license plate was for, which is supposed yes. to be a, a relatively stable, unmutable identifier for your car. And you're putting it on a screen that they're not providing an API to change your license plate number. But if there's not a way to buy one of these and hack it, I, I will be really surprised. Well, and I just don't understand if it breaks, then nobody can tell, you know, that's again, if it shuts off, then were you going to oh, get a ticket? Good as, point. What if you, if you get a rock into it or something, Uh huh. then you should get a ticket for not having a license plate because. Yeah, like a metal license plate that gets a rock kicked up into it is still readable. But if this thing just shuts off the whole thing, uh-huh. don't yeah. seem to make sense. But then again, that's technology today. So California, congratulations, California. And as uh, we predicted, the Georgia Senate race going to a December runoff between Warnock and Walker. So, oh, we, yeah, yeah. So they're not going to cheat that one like they did the last time. We will have no clue what's going to happen in the Senate, at least until. December. I don't know what's going to happen. There's going to be a whole lot of fraud. Do you want? Well, yeah, but both of these guys are such they horrible might candidates. Be, they might both bring a whole lot of fraud. We have in Warnock. If the Republicans are smart, they're going to cheat too. Yeah, they have. Well, they should really. You just said they have to. Warnock is a reverend or something like that. You know, he's a he's a man of God allegedly who is pro-abortion, which I'm still trying to figure out how this all works in the grand karma thing. Well, with, okay. The, the question is which God, and that should answer your question. Probably not any real God. That is. Yeah. yeah it, you know, maybe. there are, there are gods that, that favor human sacrifice and uh, those people would be totally pro abortion. Maybe Warnock is a satanist, uh, Satanist or yeah. Satanic is a, whatever it would, 
a Satanist? Is that a sa- he's a Satanism? A, sa- a sati- satanic Satanist. He's Santa. He's Santa Claus. Yes, that's even worse. <laughs> that is even worse. And Herschel Walker, who seems like a really nice guy, but a basketball player. He was a uh, Heisman Trophy winner. Football. He, I don't oh, watch football. football, and I've heard of Herschel Walker. I don't. I try not to pay attention to sports ball either. Now is a, he's a guy that was a you know local hero, but the problems around him was he's very pro life. And then he had an ex-girlfriend come out and say, oh, he paid for me to have an abortion. He vehemently denies that. But there's been a lot of dirty politics. Yes, but believe all women, as long as they're not accusing Joe Biden. Yes, of course. Yeah, if they're accusing Joe Biden, that's a different story. But here's another case where you had a fringe candidate, whoever this guy that got 2% of the vote was, which screwed this up for everybody and now sends this to a December runoff. Oh, don't put me into another rant about plurality elections. The, the oh, trolls yes. in the troll room have already been trying to bait me on that one. Tell us about the plural. Tell us about the ranked choice voting. We don't have that here in Illinois. No, we, we just have we to don't go. have it here in Washington either. We just go. No, in Washington, we have a very simple system. It's not even plurality voting. It's it's everybody fills out a piece of paper and sends it to the government. And then the government decides who's going to win the race. They decide which ones they're going to take and which ones they're not going to take. No, I think that they probably just shred all the ballots and then make the decision themselves. And then go, well, it would be there's easier. no proof. Yeah, no. Why do you need proof for? No proof. Don't want proof. Don't need proof. I'm just saying that the plurality elections, by its very nature, introduces the concept of a spoiler. So every time that you decide that a spoiler candidate is bad because a third party is stealing votes from one of the other two, just know that it is the first past the post plurality system, which is enabling that and forcing a two party system. Well, I understand I'm, that I'm done. I'm done with that topic, but this is the uh, bottom line. Screw you be, trolls. Though they giving you a hard time. Don't talk. Yeah, to, they're, they're trolls. Do not talk to Bemrose. Do not trolls. Just go sit in the I'm corner. feeding trolls right now. Okay. Don't do it. Uh, the reality is that we just have to go through this again for this particular election, which also doesn't make sense because it's just going to go down to a runoff between the top two. So the rule is basically like, yeah, if somebody can come in and just muck up the works, well, then we're going to throw that out and do it again. Yeah, so it's it, exactly the same election over again. But this time, at least they know what, what the first election is now a poll and they know the public sentiment. So they know exactly where they which districts they have to print ballots in. And if this is coming down. Two being the Senate seat that will determine whether the Republicans have control or do not have control of the Senate. This is going to be a whole lot of fun. <laughs> Speak for yourself. It's going to be a lot of money thrown into this. Herschel oh, Walker. There will be a lot of money. Yes. The Republicans. And don't worry. It'll probably be your money. Yes. The Republicans who don't like Herschel Walker are still going to have to lift him up to being a god. And the Democrats are going to have to get behind the baby want to killer Reverend Warnock. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. The irony would be delicious if it weren't so horrifically tainted. Yes. And Maricopa County still 7% of those ballots. What are they going to do there? I don't know. Uh, How about Apple withholding benefits from a unionized store? Well, you're not supposed to be unionized. If you're an Apple store, you work for Apple. That's enough. You shouldn't want to have a union. Yeah, well, Apple, uh, of course, my notes don't tell me which store, but there was a store well, that's uh, a little while back that you decided to unionize an Apple store. And uh, all of the 
all of the employees in the store voted and said, we are going to be union members now. And they are coming up on one of the first bumps on that road. And that is um, Apple is deciding to offer its employees a bunch of benefits, including uh, prepaid tuition for some colleges, a uh, health care plan that waives copays, uh, um, some stock options or programs. There, there's a bunch of benefits programs that came out with Apple's newest benefits package that they offered to most of their store employees. But the pl- one place they did not offer it to was their unionized stores. And uh, admittedly, this looks a lot like a big fuck you to the union. And I really approve of that because I feel like there's a lot of places that unions are are detrimental to the functioning of society. And I know that I'm probably going to piss off the other half of people who are like, well, I was a strong union man. And I don't care. I, I, I will give you the explanation some other time about why unions are a net loss to society in a lot of ways, uh, at least in skilled labor. But on the other hand, I think that there's actually a solid reason for Apple and I hate, I hate defending Apple, but, um, they can for all the people who are, just employees of Apple straight up, they can offer whatever the hell they want. But now there is a big legal entity, the union in the way and a bunch of extra negotiations they are contractually obligated to do. So when somebody in Apple benefits comes out and says, Hey, we're going to throw some more benefits to you. They can't do that legally with the union because they have to renegotiate. And I think the union employees are like, wait a minute, we what do we want the best of both worlds? And, and so right. we the all stories do. about noodle boys, basically give me all the goodies, but shield me from all the things I don't like, which is kind of what the participation trophy generation has been raised on. And now they don't understand how the real world is not shielding them from all the things that might hurt. These are the same people that were writing letters to Elon Musk saying, how dare you fire people? You're hurting our feelings. They're going to get deported noodles. This is, this is why, you know, of of course, as somebody who, who nominally works in the technology industry, I'm kind of bothered by the ridiculous number of layoffs out there, but it's mostly noodle boys being and noodle girls being laid off and, and noodle, uh, uh, other genders. I don't want to exclude anyone who, have been at these companies while the companies were sitting high on stacks and stacks of advertising dollars on, uh, you know, stacks and stacks of, of dollars from venture capitalists The everybody loves Silicon Valley. Let's pour more money into it. And Silicon Valley is like, I don't even know what to do with this company. Let's hire another 10,000 people and tell them to fold cranes while they're at work. And suddenly the companies are finding themselves going, wait, the economy is not so good. And, and the advertising industry is kind of drying up a little bit. And maybe we need to look at our budget and tighten our belt. And all the fat is coming off of these companies and all the whiny people coming out of it are people who are like, but I'm entitled to a job. I just shouldn't have to work. And congratulations. Now you're starting to realize what the real world is like. But that's not how they grew up. They were told from an early age, we, we can't keep score in our little league games because that is hateful. We yeah. Everybody has to get a trophy. If you have something in school, 
best Halloween costume? No, you can't have that. Everybody gets a trophy for participation. When I was in Little League, I, I quit when they introduced the mercy rule. <laughs> You're like, I want to beat these motherfuckers by 18 runs. Come on. Well, I also quit be- that same year because I happened to be too old and was going off to high school. But, uh, uh, <laughs> and was unable to hit a fastball even at. <laughs> well, I, I never could. <laughs> there you go. But this is not teaching our children of the United States of America and to compete. And there's something about that, which anybody that has logic should understand why that is a detriment, because you compete for everything in your life. You can, whether you like it or not, those Apple store employees, they're competing for that job. There's more people that are trying to get that job than there are slots for that particular job. I'm competing with you right now for PayPal donations. You're competing. Well, no, those are all split unless you're talking different shows like random thoughts is competing with angry tech news, but people compete for you want that particular girl or guy you want to date. Well, there's a lot of people competing with you for that particular slot. You compete in every aspect of your life that matters more or less. And having our kids grow up with, Oh, don't worry. You'll be just fine. You don't even worry about trying your hardest. Everybody's everybody's equal. No, they're not. That's a whole rub right there. Everybody is not equal and everybody is competing. And if no, you are left out, some minorities are more equal than whites. We know that. Yeah. For uh, certain that. things. Yeah. That's what, well, that's exactly what they're teaching now, which is why everybody thought the mama bears were going to be up in arms in this particular election. And sending a clear mandate against the insanity going on in schools, I guess not. I think a lot of people no. have just checked out. I, a lot of people really have. A lot of people are keeping their heads down and paying exorbitant gas prices and and losing their shirts on on heating bills and going, boy, I really hope this just blows over and not connecting it at all to anything political because. They are so naive because they've never talked about politics at Thanksgiving. Yes, they don't understand it. They really don't. They don't understand it. They're living in a completely different bubble than the people who pay attention. And they just want to know what Khloe Kardashian's doing today. You know, that's the big thing. They're watching their sports ball. Maybe they're watching some football. I don't know. I don't know. Is there sports ball on? I don't know. It's fall. I imagine there are football games, but yeah, I there has to be football, basketball, hockey, those kind of things yeah. going on. The racing season just ended. So I, I'll have my weekends a little more free now for a yeah. couple of months. So you're, you're not going to be watching all the racists go around in a circle now. Not the way racists still called? do that during the uh, winter. That'd be fun. You said, are, on ice. Is this a, I, I tell you what, a, a snow covered track would definitely make NASCAR more interesting to me. No, they're doing that. And in February or something, I think like in Norway, there's a NASCAR race that's like the ice bowl or something. I don't I'm like, really? This is good. OK, because I, I will tell you, I, I think rally is far more interesting than NASCAR. Probably. You know, and NASCAR has changed drastically from when I started watching it, but at least it is separate from the insane world that football and baseball has become. NASCAR is still different in the fact that they dare to pray before every race. I mean, God forbid you have uh, and you have national pride. God forbid NASCAR hasn't totally gone woke. So if they do, that would change a lot. But, you know, you got to have something to watch every now and then. Um, do I? No, I guess not. 
mean, that's what I've got porn for. But that you really you could do that at the same time, I suppose. But uh, speaking you know, of, I might watch NASCAR if they put pictures of naked ladies on instead of corporate logos on the side of the card. But they're saying, going so fast. Like, I'm, I'm trying to see is was she hot or not? Well, it, it just keeps, means I have to go really fast too. Right? It's like, is she, what? She, what? I don't know. I can't see. Slow, slow down. And then when two cars wreck, then that brings a whole new thing out to the. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's kinky. Yeah, you could you could really injure yourself. Uh, the people over at Mastodon really excited that they hit over a, a million monthly active users across the network saying that I don't know if I am excited about that. Mastodon was always very high quality because only the people who knew about Mastodon were there. Yeah, well, that's it. Now all the wokesters, because they're afraid of that African Elon. It says it's, it's like the endless September uh, all over again. Just over a thousand new Mastodon servers since October 27th and 489,000 new users, according to Eugen or Gargon at Mastodon. And uh, yeah, of course, they don't count the no agenda people because there were horrible hate. Yeah, Before I know agenda social, we're Gargan not on their network. blocked our server. I don't know that he's. He's the reliable source of stats. Yeah, well, yeah, because I love when they block servers and say the reason is free speech. I I appreciate his contribution of software, but he is far, far from being a, a valuable steward of the technology because he is extremely woke and and his instance has blocked half the servers out there, all the ones that he doesn't feel right about. Well, because feelings matter. Don't you understand? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to have something to get over when you're a kid so that you build your character. Well, this is true. But I mean, you (laughs) compare this to Twitter and I know there's a lot of bots and all this other bullshit, but Twitter's active users are like 240 million compared to 1 million on Mastodon. So, I mean, I know that's still exciting and all. Okay. Yeah. 240 million bots. You take away the bots, you take away a lot of the crap. If you take sure. away the bots, it's really, it's it's just you and Elon. It's a, Who else is on Twitter? About 100 million other people, probably. I don't know. It depends how many bots there really are. But there's way more than a million people than, than on, that are on Twitter compared to Mastodon. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. Yeah, I will. I look at the stats, <laughs> man. I'm like, hey, you want to, hey, bot, you want to talk? The bots are like, yeah, yep. Yeah, stats don't lie except when they do that, was, that is my favorite lie about statistics that's stats don't, don't lie, lie. depends <laughs> where you get them now if they're accurate statistics then you're right but knowing they're accurate statistics that's that's the rub oh, i right guarantee there. give me give me nothing but accurate statistics and i can still mislead you on them well of it's course you can mislead you can uh you can bring that on down three states to decide the senate says cnn Arizona, where are they at here? Does it even tell me? Uh, it says it's no. oh, estimated votes in 69%. So there's only 69% of the votes counted right now in Arizona, which I yeah. don't understand. Did, did they have a water main break? Probably. The Georgia is going to the runoff, as we said. This was so close. Uh, about 15,000 votes between the two. So one's got 1,944,000, one is 1,927,000. So that's and, close. And Starlink is getting data caps. 
who are they? But Elon, he's bad. Yeah, yeah. But remember that whole Ukraine thing? He suddenly realized that he can't be the ISP for a whole country with this technology. Yeah, just keep giving it away. How horrible is he to not continue to give away free Internet to a whole fucking country? It it just these satellites are kind of like if you're in fucking McDonald's and you're like, hey, tell you what. I'm going to buy everybody two Big Macs and a Coke. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. And then some asshole comes up to you like, what? No fucking apple pie. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> no apple pie for you. Fuck you. Go away. Have I strayed near a third rail? I need to remember this one. <laughs> I'm just saying this is the whole thing. It's like, okay, Elon did this out of the kindness of his own heart and probably to get some good PR for his business. He but did I it love, out of the kindness of his own PR department. Yes. Uh-huh. I love when people are offered stuff free and then you're like, you know, I can't continue to pay for this. And they're like, oh, you horrible racist. Um, never start. <laughs> this is the whole concept you could take away from this is never do good. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to back off from the Ukraine topic because I might I might jeopardize our CSB donations here. But oh, there um, was none today. So go ahead. Oh, <laughs> No, this this one is uh, is more just about growing pains of the network, because even outside of places like Ukraine, a lot of people are picking up on it. And a few of them are looking at this going, hey, this is some pretty fast Internet they offered, which, of course, was part of their PR. Um, I'm going to use the fast Internet that you're offering. And now Starlink is saying, hold, hold on. Um, we don't actually have that much bandwidth in our system. So. Uh, anybody who uses more than one terabyte in a month is now going to effectively get throttled for the rest of their pay period, uh, which pretty much brings it in line with what all the other ISPs are doing. Um, so not a great deal. Yeah. So what what you basically get in this is uh, you get any time minutes, which during 11 p.m. and 7 a.m. are completely free because apparently their network's not stressed during that time. But during the day, however many minutes that you use online, um, they will deduct from your bank of time that you get with your subscription. And you can, of course, buy more minutes at, uh, oh, I, I say minutes. Minutes is, that, that was calls. Um, data plan. Uh, you can buy 25 cents per gigabyte more, which, by the way, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah, but not if but, you're in the middle of a war zone. Well, that's the thing. If it's really critical, then yeah, I, I'd probably go ahead and be like, yeah, I'll spend that. If you're just sitting here watching YouTube videos or, or streaming torrents, you have absolutely no intention of ever watching, just storing, then maybe you should be paying. But anyway, yeah, the way the system is going is, uh, you are going to be getting, uh, an allotment, I guess one terabyte. Which, if you use that up, then you are throttled, and a lot of people are losing their minds, going, "This is my only internet, and I really, really need to be able to download that thirty seventh picture of an anime chick." Oh, are these three hundred seventy thousandth or so. These are all rare encounter listeners that are having I, this. Problem. Some of them, some of them have got to be. I mean, statistically, there's got to be at least one, right? I would suppose so. So. I, I look at this and I say, huh, this is naked capitalism in action. Uh, Starlink has a limited resource, which is their total amount of bandwidth, and they're coming up with a scheme to allocate it. And which a lot reasonable. of people who think that they should have the unlimited data that they were sold are now <laughs> freaking out. This was like the early days of the Internet. 
when nobody thought they would hit, you know, everything was unlimited and you could still find these out there. And I'm not sure how even our web host is doing it because they still have packages, including the one we're on where it's like unlimited <laughs> bandwidth. Clearly, if, if we haven't forced our web host to change their policy on unlimited bandwidth, then our podcast is not successful enough yet. Correct. I mean, that would be the thing. If we got like a billion downloads, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, I know we said unlimited, but that's more than unlimited. If you can test yeah. the, if you can test that limit of what unlimited really means. And I know there's a bunch of people that get websites like maps with Matt, and then they put up their thing. And then they never get anything downloaded. So it just sits there and they've paid. So there's that. But we're on the side that the the, the ISP is you not making money off of us. What the hell did Sir Metu do to you? He hasn't been around. We have to give him a hard time. Like, where are you, Sir Metu? Come hang out. It's almost the holidays. It's time. We need our maple syrup fix from the Great White North. I guess Carolyn Blaney can send us some uh, good maple syrup from the Great White North. Are we letting Canadians in yet to the United I, I think States? I oh maybe if they've had their shots. Could you? That's easier to come through the know. southern border still. So I, I don't know. You know what? Ask Abel Kirby. He he's the only person I know who's still traveling. If you Me? mean like because he wants to, or I, uh, right now, right now, my butt is puckering for the idea of doing a domestic flight between Seattle and Hawaii. Yeah, that um, is not going to. Are they going to take the seat out in front of yours just so you can stretch your legs a little know. bit? I don't know. I do know that that being a relatively large person means that that being in cargo class on these uh, this seven thirty seven is going to be extra uncomfortable. And people all the time, even even my mom is like, "Well, flying's not that bad." I'm like, "Mom, you're like a buck ten. I'm I'm three, three times the person." Four. Yeah, or just go first class. That's Gene uh, Nevtuliev's answer, Sir Gene. He yeah. Goes, just go first class. Yeah, I'll, I'll try that in this economy. See the uh, sir, uh, Baron. Sir you know Spud what? I tell you what, I will go first class if Grumpy Old Ben's listeners will pay to upgrade my ticket. So how much time do they have? We have less than a week and they need probably what, about 2000 uh, bucks? We have about 26 hours. Oh, 26 hours. And for, I fly to, out tomorrow to raise about 2000 bucks. So you better really stream a lot of sets trolls yeah. right now. Get uh, on it. Baron Sir Spud the Mighty says the jab thing is through January 8th, I guess, for Canadians coming in. Unclear if it will be extended again. So if you don't have a jab and you're Canadian, you can't come into the United States unless we can get Carolyn to Mexico and then she could just come right over that border. Yeah, that I think be- that's the plan for getting around any immigration controls yes. and travel controls. Is just go to Mexico and you can come right in. Yeah, just drive right in and be like, woo, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I can't wait to hear these stories of traveling. And we can't, I mean, we should take next week off. You should be able to relax, spend some time. Well, if, with- if we, okay, so I am taking the laptop and I'm taking my old Lix Pro. The Lix Pro. Oh, baby. That is, that's the greatest, that's hey, the greatest we did microphone about name 60, ever. We did about 60 episodes of Grumpy Old Ben's on that microphone. So I will be taking that with me. I will leave it up to you to decide whether or not you can handle the horrible decrease in the quality of my voice. Wonder what the latency will be. Get that Licks Pro on. Yeah. That sounds very dirty. NetNet thinks it's probably about 5000 to upgrade for a first class to uh, to Hawaii, which you may be okay. right. Well, what? I know you're good for it. Yeah. The trolls, it's come out right on end. There's got to be somebody out there who's like, hey, you know what? I want to make Ryan Bemrose's whole week. I want to upgrade him to first class. 
Now, is your wife going with you? Do we need do we yeah, need yeah. to upgrade her to first class? No, too? no, no. Um, my brother is going with me, and I don't care if he upgrades or not. So you would actually prefer that. He's like in steerage in the back. He has to hold on to those suitcases. Right, right now, our, our seats are like uh, a twenty-eight E and F, and and my brother and I are both relatively large people, and. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm six Oh and, and, uh, uh, you know, a bit overweight for that, but it's not going to be fun having a middle and a window seat crammed in the very back of cargo class. I am dreading this so much right now. So you're hoping for window. Do you guys flip for this or what? Even if I thought I could get through TSA with any dignity intact, which, which hasn't been a possibility since 2000. Are you just going in a thong and some uh, flip flops? So that way you don't have to worry about. Not not on this side. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be thirty-one degrees at SeaTac and uh seventy-four in Coda. So Damn. That always that always complicates your your choices for what to fly in. Yes. I love when you leave and it's like ninety-five and then you get some blare and it's like thirty degrees. Yeah. Well, that'll be fun. I mean the flight won't be any fun. No, no. And I'm gonna like being there. I'm not uh my my mom is sick, which is the main reason I'm going. Um and uh, it, it is important to see her. So my brother and I are going. It's going to be actually the longest I'm away from my wife in years. Uh, and she's oh, so probably she, that is the it. celebration we heard in the yeah, background. That's in fact, if you connect with her <laughs> over the next week, she's going to be in just loving it. <laughs> the house will be the temperature that she wants. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back. There won't be any firewood left in the stack. Like, yes. What, what happened to all that? It was it was like cold out. So yeah, I, well, it is going to be cold out. <laughs> how'd you make that pizza? The oven doesn't work. Oh, it was just that hot in the house. I see. Yeah, well, turns out that the power was out all week. Uh huh. Well, yeah, you're she now. She's hoping that isn't the way it's going to go because that wouldn't yeah, be no any kidding. fun. Hopefully, the windstorms are done, and you can enjoy the beauty of Hawaii. So I have one more sort of tech story uh, regarding some marketing crap from Mastercard. Interesting. But do do we want to spend like 15 seconds and go over all of our donations first? Oh, I mean, if you want to go down that massive list, I know we had episode 200 and y'all came in strong. We appreciated that. 202 will be remembered as the show that Sir Truck Driver and Johnny Hipwell, they, they did it all. Sir Truck Driver with five bucks, Johnny Hipwell with 333, no notes. And we appreciate you two. We just wish we had about 100 more like Sir Truck Driver. And Johnny Hipwell from Canada. Yes. So eight dollars split between two of us. Yeah. Why am I here? I don't. I don't know. You're going to Hawaii. This is definitely not even going to pay for a bag. That's not going to pay. That's not going to pay for cargo class tickets. <laughs> that's not going to pay for an extra bag of nuts on the on the flight. Ugh. Okay. I know we're working on this whole system. Maybe here. I push Mastercard off till next week. You're like, like, okay, I'm done talking, man. That's it. Two guys. <laughs> And those, I mean, you guys are I mean, doing the Lord's work, sir. Truck driver, man. Ever since yes. COVID started the stories of the craziness on the roads and all the stuff he's been through. And uh, it, nobody appreciates the people behind the scenes that do all this. Like, how does the food get to your grocery store? Yeah, that guy. That's how it happened. I, and I appreciate that. The cost that, I, you know, that it takes now to put gas in those rigs to get across. I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. This. What is going on in this country? And Johnny Hipwell, at least he's up in Canada having fun. 
if he's not laughing, he's crying. So he likes to laugh a lot. Yes. You use the phrase great white North. I would like some confirmation that it is in fact white and North. Yeah. I did just see somebody in that fact, posted somebody- a video in Canada that was snowing on snow on the ground already. Okay. So, so we think it's white. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that, that by area, most of Canada is in fact, North of here, but most of the people in Canada are South of me. So I'm dubious on that claim. And then the last thing that I, I really need some kind of evidence of is, is it really that great? I mean, we would have to ask. I mean, if, if you can Blaney. get rid of that asshole in, in Ottawa, I think it might be greater. And cold acid. I mean, we mentioned all of our uh, boostograms, including from Carolyn Blaney, Lady Carolyn of the Hog Story Blaney's. Yes. And I guess she they're is going one of the great again. people. She, she is one of the great people. I don't know if it's white there. She's white. So oh, very white. She's, I mean, she she's barely leaves and she's the house. white yeah. and she's south of me. And uh, she will be on, I guess, after no agenda on Sunday. How many how many times has Hog Story had that slot? Are they paying for this or what? Well, OK, here's here's the way that this particularly works. And that is about once a month, I send out a request to no agenda social and I ping all the people who generally will have been on in live slots. And I say, hey, we need to fill up the live slot. Somebody, you know, pick a date and let me know which day you'd like to go live right after no agenda. And then every time nobody fucking responds to that at all. I get absolutely no response when I say, Hey, does somebody want to do a live show? And then I go back to someone like Carolyn, because I know that she and Fletcher are always up to go streaming. And so they're my go-to one of them where I say, Hey, I've got nobody for this coming Sunday and I'm going to be out of town. And I need somebody who's done this before and can make it work. And she's like, hell yeah, we'll stream. And I'm like, thank you very much. And that is how hog story gets on the schedule for this Sunday afternoon agenda. And if any of you all want to stream, maybe respond when I ask for people to pick dates. Well, the problem I think is I would not have wanted to do any of those three special shows after no agenda. It's like, you just know it's, it's way too long of a show. Well, uh, two of them were Thursdays, so they didn't. Well, this is also true, but you never know what you're going to hear on the no agenda stream. That's why you have to listen. It's like not and the, we, and the, we have the to, other one was was behind the schemes and they're used to going really late. Yeah, they're incoherent whether they go early or late. So it just it all works out. <laughs> the Mothman of the Mediocalypse. Lavish. Yes. Just say they're incoherent. Yeah, so just, you just caught that. It's like, it doesn't matter when. It doesn't matter when they go. They're incoherent. It's just, so it doesn't matter what time. It just all works. It's the beauty I, of the whole thing. And it's not they do, a, they do a great show. I just wish I could listen to it. <laughs> See, I was going to say, they, if they do a great show, why don't you listen to it? Uh, that's a separate topic. And, yeah, and actually, I do, too long. I do listen. I don't, I don't listen live. I listen to the podcast. Part of the reason I don't listen live is because I'm usually trying desperately to make up my uh, my notes for my show during that time slot, which is Monday evenings. You know, the work that goes into a solo show, I did my uh, random thoughts episode and it was the first time I've ever done this. I read my notes in full. I did 37 minutes of my show, random thoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts, and I can read for you right now the notes I had going into my special election coverage oh extravaganza. 
This I mean, we could we could fill some time. Go ahead and you know read your notes for random thoughts. Okay, all of them. No red wave media coverage. Turnout. Trump. Elon Musk. Social media. That would be the, my notes in their entirety so, for a thirty-seven minute episode. See, now I should really never do notes. It, it sounds like you don't. This it's kind of true. It is kind of true. It's like, I, all I need is a word and then I'll remember what I want to talk about. And then it's great because you just keep going down the rabbit hole and then you pull yourself out of the rabbit hole. You put in the next word and then you just go down another one. But it's, and, that's and the beauty. It's the Billy gift Bones of in the troll room is expressing surprise that work goes into a solo show. No, he knows it does because he has a walk through the does. mind. He knows it does. He does a solo show that's really short like mine. Well, I don't he know just, if he wants to, if he wants he just to be has like actual yours. content. Yes. And he, he was the only podcaster I have ever seen with the balls to re-release shows as remasters, like as if they were great rock and roll songs from the, that was actually, I thought that was very <laughs> successful. That was good. It was, it was genius. It's like, oh wait, I've learned how to edit these into a better package for people to enjoy more. And it sounds better. It was a beautiful thing. Podcasting is always evolving okay so mastercard okay do you want to do mastercard is that i've got the damn notes in front of me and i'm not actually going to do a show next week with at least not with this i just realized what i realized is that the the notes are all going to be on this computer and i'm going to have the laptop so oh i I hear there are cloud drives i don't i don't understand isn't the cloud just somebody else's hard drive yes So MasterCard is coming out with a, quote, new type of contactless card that incorporates quantum cryptography. You can understand why my interest was piqued. Yes, quantum cryptography. We have talked a lot about the quantum computing and how that's going to make all current systems of encryption dead. Theoretically. Yes. Um, (laughs) A. uh it, it the so here's here's the actual details I was able to come up with. It uses an EMV contactless kernel specification, uh, which has enhanced privacy protection. Um, it's an API. It, it, it's using an API called EMV. Um, I went ahead and dug in on this EMV specification. Um, by the way, the EMV specification uses elliptic curve cryptography. What the hell is that? Is not it's not quantum. Uh, it's it's uh, it, it's conventional cryptography. So nothing in the EMV specification. The word quantum does not appear anywhere on their website. Uh, there's nothing about quantum. I didn't understand what the quantum was coming from. So I went back to the MasterCard one and I started reading some of the stuff on there. See if I could figure out what they meant by quantum incorporating quantum cryptography. Um, they said that this is a significant milestone that brings quantum era security and privacy protection. It uses next generation algorithms and cryptographic keys. So you, you understand. Uh, I mean, that makes total sense. Oh, sure. It's gobbledygook. Yes. It's marketing <laughs> it's, speak. It's marketing speak. Um, okay. I'm, I'm just going to go back and reiterate what I've said about quantum before, which is that all of the hype that I've seen talks a big big game about what it will do and never mentions or completely glosses over how it will do it or what it will do well it's gonna right? be bigger better faster yeah it, it it talks about you know what you can do with the technology but it doesn't say anything about what the technology is or why it works or whether it's anything but vaporware 
Uh, Servo the says last time- the technical term is marketing wank. Yes. So um, I went ahead at this point and I'm, I'm, I'm about 95% sure that MasterCard is just bullshitting you for no reason. Um, but I wanted to pull some quotes uh, like when quantum computing technology reaches a point known as quantum supremacy, where the machines can perform near errorless calculations impossible with classical computers, it will also render current cryptography solutions simple to crack, meaning specific quantum security will be required. Experts expect this point to be reached by 2025 to 2027. That seems really, really near. I don't know what experts these are, but I'd like some damn names. They're not grumpy old Ben's experts. No, they are not. So the article I read made a link to Wikipedia to prove its point. uh, An article in Wikipedia called post-quantum cryptography. And I'm sitting here going, what is this that's going to be ready in three years? Um, the most of the things talked about is something called, you know, the big thing that they talk about when they talk about destroying cryptography is something called Shor's algorithm, which is an algorithm for finding factors of numbers using qubits. Okay. Um, Right now, finding factors of numbers is incredibly slow. It uses exponential time with, or, you know, the, the number of bits in the number is an exponent. So if you add one more bits, you're looking at double the amount of time. It's, it's ridiculous. It, it's why cryptography works is because it takes an unreasonable amount of time to factor two numbers. Uh, Shor's algorithm promises to be able to find factors of numbers in polynomial time, which is a computer science term for some time before the heat death of the universe. Uh, I came across, first of all, people have been claiming since at least 1997 is the first time I came across it, that uh, Shor's algorithm and quantum computing will destroy cryptography. I've been hearing that claim over and over and over again. Well, it'll still Um, work. It'll just be easy to crack. Here's what I came across, and this is from Wikipedia, the page on Shor's algorithm. I just want to read this to you just to let you know how much progress is happening between now and 2025. So in 2001, Shor's algorithm was demonstrated by a group at IBM who factored 15 into three times five using an NMR implementation of a quantum computer with seven qubits. After IBM's implementation, two independent groups implemented Shor's algorithm using photonic qubits emphasizing that multi-qubit entanglement was a, I'm sorry, my mind is going reading all of this, but in 2012, the factorization of 15 was performed with solid state qubits. Later in 2012, they factored 21. In 2019, an attempt was made to factor the number 35 using Shor's algorithm on an IBM Q system one, but the algorithm failed because of accumulating errors. Darren, you don't have a math degree and you're certainly not a quantum computer, but if I asked you to factor 35 into prime factors, could you do it? No, never. <laughs> it's, okay. way, it's, be, it's beyond human existence capabilities. So, so as of 2019, quantum computers using this algorithm that is going to destroy cryptography and knowing that uh, the, the numbers that you have to factor in cryptography are 
you know, what, what's the, the standard key size? Uh, a, a current SHA key size tends to be what? 2000 bits or so? Probably. Yeah. Um, 2000 bits, two to the, two to the 2000 is a pretty big number. Um, 35 is five bits, six bits. Um, and they tried to factor 35 into, by the way, it's five times seven, just in case anybody around didn't get drilled on times tables when they were a kid. Oh yeah. Seven, 14, 21, 20, 36, 40, Yeah. 35, 40. Yeah. <laughs> and they couldn't do it because of accumulating errors. Okay. Um, the other thing I found out about the algorithm, the quantum circuits used for this algorithm or the, when they tried it are custom designed for each choice of N and each choice of the random factor. Okay. Well, put aside quantum entirely. If I get to make a computer with a processing path for each and every possible key, I can factor numbers in real time too. The computer will be really damn big, but yeah, you just kind of run all the paths at once and whichever one comes up with the solution, you're like, I got it. Yeah. Okay. So if you can make a computer arbitrarily sized and you can create one that has as much mass as a planet. Yeah, it can probably factor numbers real quick, but I don't think we're going to be there by 2025. I think cryptography is safe for now. Probably. This is all marketing. They want you to get a MasterCard because who cares about? Yeah. Because it has it has quantum security. Remember when it was just a number, just a fucking number. That's I, all it was. I, I, quantum is nothing but marketing bullshit, and nobody has managed to demonstrate. I've, I've got a lot of pushback the last time I said this, but I am convinced that every single expert who says we are going to reach quantum supremacy by 2027 is smoking their own marketing papers. And then it was a, a magnetic stripe. And then it was the cute little uh, chip that you put in. And then you had the extra code put in. Credit cards are getting so confusing. You want to yeah, be able I, just to tap your phone and then that'll get the number across. I don't, my credit card is, is green and folds and has a 20 on each corner. Our buddy Blue Douche. It doesn't buy much these days. Sent in a boostergram with the message. Hey, guys, election going well. If you like stolen elections. If we and who doesn't? I know. This is, I think, the longest boostergram I've ever seen. I'm wondering, what is the limitation of a boostergram? If we all uh, switch to ranked choice like Alaska, we can be sure Democrats will win most of the House races in the red states <laughs> because people are not smart enough to understand how it works. At least the average voter is not and will never be. Why campaigning is best done at a sixth grade communication level. Smart people don't get elected unless they simplify their approach. Hate Trump, but crooked Hillary works. Well, yeah. Politics is a game. Unfortunately, the people that you have to convince to vote for you are probably not the brightest bulbs in the bunch. This is also why democracy is actually a terrible, terrible way to run a government. Yeah. It just happens to be slightly better than almost all of the other solutions. This is it. And that it's like, okay, the system sucks, but we're still looking for something better. The interesting thing from a CNN poll, believe it or not, said, while Democrats won 76% of the black men's vote in 2018, that margin fell to 65% in this election. So the GOP. Did, did they not? 
Did they not print enough black ballots? I, I guess not. This I mean, is how, this is the voter suppression that Stacey Abrams was talking about. How are they not attaching the right demographics to all of the blank printed ballots that they're stuffing the boxes with? It says so they picked up the Republicans picked up 11 percent in the black male demographic and 7 percent in the black, the black female male demographic. Dem- yeah. Democrats should definitely be experts on that. Okay. Sorry. I'm just saying that's a pretty big swing that if this even continues to edge on into the next election, things are going to be fun. I think that the the big thing that Blue Douche just demonstrated, which I like the most, is uh, um, Adam Curry and Dave Jones are always talking about how they're going to implement cross app comments. I think Blue Douche just demonstrated it. Yes, I believe it's, so. That that was a that was a full on Reddit essay. And it was attached to just 2000 sats and it got to where it needed to go. And now it's on the blockchain forever. Oh, this is interesting. Democrats had a 29% edge with Latino men in 2018. That was down to 8%. They saw 21% jump for the GOP in Latino male votes and 14% in late Latino female votes. So I want to know how the hell this was so close. Um, well, Okay, in, that demographic, in that demographic, well, I, I'm going to say cheating, but in that demographic, the term Latinx probably turned off a lot of people who were well, like Latino. Stop. I didn't say Latinx. Latino. No, you didn't say that. Yes. But, but it is, it is a, a, okay. The, the, the one Latino person that I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There we go. Here's, here's the problem. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there, but. I, I, I'm a shut in. I don't know anybody. That is uh, probably the safest way to be in this particular climate. But it's inter- there's some interesting numbers coming out and people can take these things to mean whatever they want it to mean. We're going to go down the line. I think we're both in agreement. Talk about politics with friends and family. When the holidays come around, talk about politics because it's important. Explain to it them. It is important. You know, there's a lot of these people that are on the radical left, not your average Democrat, but on the radical left that would love to start cutting kids' penises off at 10 years old if they say, hey, I want to be trans. This is something that needs to be discussed. Well, there's also a lot of people who genuinely believe that it, all of the problems in the world could be solved by government if they just print more money. Uh-huh. And that is not true. And And there's... There's some hard economic lessons that need to be imparted and can't because who the hell's going to tell them they're Instagram followers? No, they're influencers, baby. Are you going to be taking some Instagram photos on the plane? I want to see you in Bemlet. No, no, I, I'm not even taking my phone. Well, then how are you going to contact the rest of the world? Who the hell says I want to do that? Who's going to call when somebody's trying to hijack your plane? My my phone rang the other day and it said, you scared the hell out of you. You're like, what the hell is that? Yeah. Well, what scared me is I look at it. I'm like, <laughs> what is this noise? And the, the screen is all lit up and the words Gene Neftuliev are on it. And I'm like, shit, oh, what the hell? That's never any good. That is not a good sign. <laughs> if Gene is calling it, it is never a good sign. But Larry was happy to hear that he was the only co-host of mine that I like, according to posts on No Agenda Social. Yes, I've heard this. Like, but that's what works. That is where the fiery repartee comes back and forth. That's what, uh, it's what just, it's how the magic happens. 
which is why we have a total of eight dollars and thirty three cents yeah. in <laughs> donations today. Out. I mean, I know <laughs> when John just C- solved this problem. Yeah, I mean, when John C. Dvorak sends out the sad little puppy, thousands of dollars. When when they're like, "Wow, you know what? Our day really sucked." There's still thousands of dollars coming yeah. in in their day. And they're like, we'll read your name over music for only $500 and dozens and dozens of people. Yeah. I feel like we're doing something wrong here. But we need to do more of the guru thing. I mean, that's it. We need to push the guru. Jay Finley is the only guru. Cold acid was so close, but he is now overboard. Can somebody find cold acid and pull him back I, on the I, ship? Yeah. You know, if if maybe you weren't pitching him shit every five minutes, he might. Well, see, but that's exactly it. Did you notice today? I pitched shit at Blueberry. I didn't. Uh, they say Blueberry, Booberry. He's the, not the hosting the, company. Yeah, I didn't. Say, I didn't mean to say anything bad about the hosting company or the guy on the box because it's Halloween. That was shit. I forgot. Damn it! The day after Halloween, I always like to go to like Target and pick up all of the Booberry and uh, what do you call it? The Count Chocula and the Frankenberry. That's all like for ninety percent off because they consider it Halloween stuff now. And you could pick up all the sugary cereal you want at a bargain price. I forgot to and, do and that. And then what do you do with it? Burn it for fuel? No, you just you, you gorge on it with some uh, <laughs> with some nice. Uh, I mean, you'd probably just want to go with a, a healthier choice. I just threw up in your mouth a little bit. You didn't like Uberi? Come on, man! You don't, if, the, the as a kid, sugar, the pure sugar cereals. Yeah. I mean, I never I, eat them otherwise. But I, I would. I was the kid when I was young who was lactose intolerant but that wasn't really a thing in the 80s and so undiagnosed. <laughs> well, it was for everybody around you and and eating a bowl of cereal for breakfast every single morning with milk <laughs> then getting on the school bus <laughs> wow i now i understand why so many people were trying to kick you off that bus <laughs> it's like damn but no i don't normally eat sugary cereal it's usually just a couple of slices of bacon and eggs in the morning, which is probably deadlier than the sugary cereal. I don't know. It depends on, uh, I guess, who you ask. I actually had oatmeal the other day, but it was the uh, like the Quaker pre-made, you know, the instant stuff. And I think that has more sugar in it now than the cereal. It is a sugary meal. Uh-huh. It's like, so I need to go back. And get, I used to get make some protein in your diet. And get more of your calories from fat. You will, you will not regret it. That is the uh, keto diet. It works. Well, no, it's it's the human diet. That there there is not. We are at the only point in history where humans got most of their nutrition from carbohydrates. That really hasn't been a point in history when that was. Anyway, you know what? I'm not the, I'm not the stickler for nutrition and and looking at my physique, I should not be, but. <laughs> But hey. there are definitely, be, I, I just, you know what? My reason for avoiding an all sugar diet is much simpler than, than any, you know, trying to weigh health, uh, nutrition studies against each other. And it's the fact that if I eat nothing but sugar, my blood is vibrating for the day. And then I crash about four hours later and Add some caffeine. have no energy and yeah. hate it. Add some caffeine to that and then start drinking at about two in the afternoon. It's great. That's pretty much the way to moderate all of my diet. But anybody out there that wants to donate a thousand dollars at one time, you can get the grumpy old Ben's swimsuit calendar available only to select experts and gurus. 
So there's that. No, I think you're going about this the wrong way. See, we're going to send the calendar to every listener unless you. Oh, that's a way better idea. And on the outside, it'll be like sexy women or like cute little kittens. And they'll open it up and they'll be like, ah, yes. be like hot, hot podcasters inside. <laughs> and then it'll be, you know, a picture of me sweating with the wood stove behind me. Okay. On that note, that is disturbing. We wish you a happy flight, though. And a happy trip. I, I don't think there's a way I can have a happy flight. But, you know, as soon as I can get off the flight and get some alcohol in me, it will all be forgotten. Well, that is good. Enjoy yourself. Tell your mom we said hi. Everybody here says hi. And I uh, hope she gets through what she's going through. I mean, my dad went through it and then bounced back. But it's uh, they got to want to do it, man. They got to want to be healthy. It's a crazy thing. I think thing. she just wants her kids to dote on her for once. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. So go do your doting. Do, do I strike you as the doting type? No. That's, she needs to have some new kids for that. Does she listen to the show? I hope not. If so, <laughs> no. good, good. This way. No, better. I've tried to get it. She, she's one of those people who doesn't like politics. Nah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't blame her there. I don't blame her there. So we'll be no. back maybe next week. Maybe not. It all depends on how things in paradise are going. We'll let you know. Just follow yeah. us. On whether no whether or not social. I end up on the no fly list yes. on my way there. Yes. Would be worse on the way. Yeah. Once you get there, you, you don't want to be put on the no fly list while you're in Hawaii. Yeah. That would be bad. Although if somebody can make that happen out there, great practical joke. Let me know. <laughs> With that said, I am Darren O'Neill coming to you live from a bunker deep in the heart of middle America, just outside of Chirac where elections, they don't change anything. So just keep tuning in and maybe. Maybe send in more donations to this show because $8.33. I don't want to sound like we're complaining in anything, but maybe we're complaining a little. And from America's left coast where things are going so great, I'm leaving. I'm Brian Bemrose. <laughs> Everybody else is like, yay. That is just the way it goes.